Chapter 63 Delilah noted with pleasure that the scene playing out before her was utter chaos. Of course, she had intended it to happen this way. She had set into motion every detail from where her followers would cross into the field to allowing the king's servants to spread the word about the crossing. How lovely it was for events to transpire according to plan. Many representatives of the king and his kingdom had turned out, hectically mingling with her own disciples. The opposing sides had been diminished to shouting tasteless accusations at each other, further solidifying the opinions each had of the other. These women are traitors to the king and his kingdom, a man waved wildly at the crowd. The king will punish this rebellion. They lead you to your doom. You only hate them because they freed us from your tyranny, a woman yelled back at him. The king will punish you for misinterpreting his law. You're the doomed one. Rebels! Dictators! Delilah smiled at the verbal sparring, the raucousness of the event, knowing her piece de resistance was still yet to come. She was most excited to see the faces of the king's supporters when her followers crossed into the field unharmed. She knew many of them would abandon their convictions and follow them into the field, disillusioned. These last-minute joiners' journeys into the field would not be without pain, however. Delilah had been inoculating her followers against the agony of the field for months. They would all die, of course, the king's followers and hers together. The king's followers would fall by the wayside early, unable to handle the pain, and her followers later. None of them would know they were bleeding until it was too late. She only felt a little guilty over Clementine. After all, the woman had taken her in and contributed so much to Delilah's cause. Only she and Dee would remain, though, and they would reign together after banishing the king and Raphael to eternal darkness. Dee had promised. "'Zachary is coming!' someone cried out. Delilah whirled about. Sure enough, her father was marching confidently towards the disorder, Lily, Hezekiah, and an unfamiliar young man in tow. Well, well, well. Delilah had imagined this very scenario many times before. She and her father facing off on opposite sides of the battle, each powerful in their own right, but Delilah always having the upper hand. After all, she did hold the advantage because she did not care what happened to her father, but she was willing to gamble he cared tremendously what happened to her. Delilah was certain he was here to rescue her, and she laughed at this thought. He just hadn't realized she didn't need to be rescued anymore. She could rescue herself. Chapter 64 Zachary did not really care about the masses preparing to cross over into the field. His only interest in coming here at all was invested in his daughter, Delilah. He had been told months ago that she was the leader of this company, and he knew that if there was to be any redemption for her, he must act quickly. No, Zachary was not thinking about his duty as an ambassador to proclaim the king's message as he approached this group, but of what he should say to his own daughter. Zachary would plead with her to come away from a path that would most certainly lead to her permanent destruction. He would proclaim her value, and if she would not hear, he would appeal to her with the pain he endured as her father. Surely, even if she had no thought for herself, she would have compassion on him. Zachary was not leaving without Delilah. If others turned away in the process, all the better, but he was here for her. Stay here, Zachary ordered his followers. I'll be back. Wouldn't it be a better use of our time to try reasoning with people, Moses said, and Lily and Hezekiah nodded their agreement. 
as if anyone could hear you in this ruckus, Zachary said. No, stay here and wait for my orders. Lily didn't seem to be paying attention to him. She was scanning the crowd intently, apparently looking for someone or something. Lily, Zachary said, and her eyes wandered back to him. Do you understand me? Yes, she said, but... Zachary waved a finger at her. No excuses. Do not go anywhere. Lily shot him a resentful glare and crossed her arms, but Zachary knew she would obey, little as she wanted to. Zachary left them and cut around the outskirts of the crowd, making his way to where Delilah stood near the edge of the field. She was not in the clamoring crowd, but stood apart from it, observing. She was smiling coolly and calculatingly, and Zachary had an eerie sense that she saw him coming, even though he approached her from behind. "'Hello, father,' she said, without turning to face him. "'Delilah,' Zachary said, and his voice broke. He could not stop the tears that were leaking out of his eyes. Delilah still would not look at him. Zachary reached out his hand and grasped her shoulder. Delilah whipped around, facing him, her face contorted in a nasty sneer. "'Does it haunt you, father?' she asked, as if she'd been rehearsing the line. "'Does it haunt you how, out of all the people you saved over the years, the one you lost is me?' "'I wouldn't be here if it didn't haunt me,' Zachary said, though he suspected Delilah didn't really want a response. Delilah returned her attention to the crowd. "'It will haunt you for the rest of your life, which, if you're wondering, will not be long. "'The battle is coming, and you and yours will be defeated forever.' Zachary was overwhelmed with a new hopelessness at her steely coldness. The king and Raphael cannot be defeated. You've been taken in by a cunning liar whose only wish is to see you destroyed. Father, I'm already destroyed, Delilah said. Slowly but surely, manifold destructions have overtaken me. There is nothing more that can be taken away from me. Nothing more than can happen to me to diminish me to less than what I am. If you were completely destroyed, you would not be here right now, Zachary said. Delilah didn't seem to hear him. Come away, Delilah, Zachary said. It doesn't have to end this way. Delilah smiled and shook her head. Oh, but father, it is the end. Chapter 65 Lily was scoping out the crowd when the announcement was made. She had been looking for Solomon, and, to her sorrow, found him. She had also spotted Abby pleading with an old man. Lily called out to them in turn, but to no avail. There was too much noise. My people! The voice came clear and chilly, cutting through the crowd authoritatively. Both sides of the crowd became silent, and Lily saw Delilah walk from the border of the field to the outer edge of the crowd. Delilah raised her hands above her head. The time has come for us to cross over into the field. Who is with me? A roar rose from the crowd, and Lily saw Zachary sink to his knees behind Delilah, his face turned up to the sky, contorted in grief. Let us go boldly, Delilah cried. Let us go now. Delilah turned toward the field, and most of the crowd turned with her, as if hypnotized. We have to do something, Lily said. Zachary told us to stay here, Hezekiah reminded her. Look at him, Lily said. Our leader is on the ground. He came here today expecting a happy ending with his only daughter, and now he's completely shattered. He isn't moving any time soon. Hezekiah nodded, but Moses looked skeptical. We follow him, yes, 
Lily continued, and we obey his orders to an extent, but we honor Raphael first. We'd be doing Raphael a great disservice if we just stand by and watch this happen. Moses nodded. Okay, let's split up. We may be able to do more good that way. Please be careful, Hezekiah said. You too, Lily replied. Hezekiah and Moses headed into the crowd in opposite directions. Please, Moses shouted, stop! The field holds nothing but destruction for you. Lily sprinted to where she saw Abby in the midst of the crowd shuffling collectively toward the field. Abby! Abby glanced around, confused. Then she spotted Lily. Her face broke into a relieved smile. Lily! Come with me, Lily said, waving. I want to head people off at the border. Abby ducked through the crowd toward Lily. Lily! Solomon is here! I know, Lily said, grabbing Abby's hand and scrambling toward the border. I saw him. No, 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 you don't understand, Abby said. He's here, on our side. Really? Yes. Lily smiled in relief at Abby as they reached the border. Finally, a bit of good news. Her heart plunged again almost immediately. Some of the crowd had already crossed over. Abby began shouting please at the crowd, and Lily followed suit. Come back, she cried. You're going to get hurt. A woman laughed raucously. What's going to hurt us? Lily winced as the woman stuck herself on a piece of glass. To her surprise, the woman didn't falter, but continued walking. You'll be cut up from the waist, she said to the crowd at large. And they were being cut up. She could see their feet bleeding, even from where she was standing at the edge of the field. Please, you're bleeding. If we were bleeding, don't you think we would feel it? An older man asked her from the field. Many of them had crossed by now, and Delilah came to stand by Lily. You're wasting your time, Lily. They can't feel pain. Just look down, Lily cried. A few waved her off, but most seemed not to hear her at all. Delilah crossed over. See, it's easy. But Lily could see she was bleeding just like the rest. What am I doing here? Lily whispered. It came to her like a gust of wind, like a torrent of rain, like an unquenchable fire. You restore the lost. You walk with them, shining a light on their path to being found, showing them which way to travel. In doing all of this, you're fighting for them in their restoration to the king. Suddenly, Lily's hopelessness withered away and a boldness blossomed inside of her. Your life is so much more than a slow death and bleeding out in the field, Delilah. It was her voice, Lily realized, but these were not her words. Delilah froze. You're intended for life, Lily said. Life, Delilah. Blossoming, fruitful, full life. Just look down at your feet. You're bleeding and dying. Delilah did look down, slowly. She saw the blood and looked back at Lily, horrified. In an instant, she transformed. She was the old woman once again, hair knotted and colorless, her skin warped and scarred. Delilah saw her hands. No! Deceiver materialized beside her. Oh, yes. This is what happens to people who betray me. Delilah looked at him. No, Lily shouted, pulling Delilah's focus back to herself. No, Delilah, you're the one who has been betrayed, cheated, and lied to. 
by him. You'll never get past this, Deceiver said. You'll always be the girl who had a love affair with the enemy. No, Lily said. You will be the girl who escaped from the enemy's innermost circles. You'll be the girl who turned from dark passion to great works of light for the king. Your time in the field will be forgotten. I know because I've been in the field. Remember? Delilah hesitated. Come out of the field, Delilah, Lily said. Delilah took three steps forward and collapsed onto the ground. She's too weak, Deceiver said. She's going to die here. A cry came from behind Lily, and Solomon charged into the field. Solomon, no! But Solomon was already kneeling beside Delilah in the field. He scooped Delilah up and carried her towards the border of the field. Stay away, Lily said as Deceiver made to advance on Solomon. Deceiver cowered momentarily, but Solomon tripped on a coil of barbed wire and pitched forward onto the ground. Delilah sprawled out in front of him. Delilah lifted her head and looked at Lily, tears in her eyes. Keep coming, Delilah, Lily said. You can do this, even on your knees. You can do this, Delilah. Lily dropped to her own knees and held out her hand to Delilah over the border of the field. Delilah gripped it, and Lily pulled her forward until she was completely out of the field. In the field, Solomon pushed himself up to his knees. Deceiver stood before him menacingly. Leave him alone, Lily cried. But this time, Deceiver didn't listen to her. In one fell moment, Deceiver procured a red-hot poker and drove it through Solomon's chest. Solomon looked at Lily and Delilah briefly before falling forward. After a few seconds, a white mist rose from his body and blew away. No! Lily screamed. No! Solomon! Come back! She buried her head in her knees, sobbing. Chapter 66 Hava was certain her eyes were playing tricks on her. She hadn't intended to come out for this at all, thinking she couldn't bear watching a mass of people cross over into the field. At the last minute, she had changed her mind and come anyway, hoping to do some good if it was in her power. By the time she had arrived, nearly everyone had crossed over, to her great disappointment. Then she witnessed something that could only be described as a miracle. It had been excruciating to watch the leader of the lost take slow but deliberate steps toward the border of the field, but she had. Hava had drawn a sharp breath as Delilah crumpled to the ground, silently pleading with her to get up. She'd been relieved when the boy rushed in after her and whispered words of encouragement along with the girl shouting at Delilah. After what seemed like hours to Hava, the girl reached out her hand to Delilah and pulled her out of the field. Just like that, Delilah was free. There was a moment of victory and triumph before the scene before her plummeted again. All at once, Deceiver took the life of the brave boy who had attempted to rescue Delilah, and the girl who had been pleading with Delilah folded onto the ground. Zachary was off to the side, watching blankly as Deceiver proceeded to the sobbing girl. This is what happens when you make an enemy of me, Deceiver said to the girl who lifted her head and glared resentfully at him. Leave her alone, Hava said, striding towards them. The girl turned numbly to look at Hava. Deceiver sneered. What does this have to do with you? It has everything to do with me, Hava said. Now step away. Deceiver didn't move. Hava crouched down between the girl and Delilah. Young lady, we need to move away from here. The girl's mouth worked. 
my brother. Hava nodded sympathetically. I know, but you must come away. Another young woman approached. Lily. She knelt on Lily's other side. I'm Abby, the woman told Hava. If you can help Delilah, I'll help Lily. I have a cart over there, Hava said, jerking her head across the road. We can get them both inside it and bring them to my house. Abby nodded her agreement and turned her attention to Lily. You were so brave, Lily. I'm proud of you. My brother, Lily repeated to her. This isn't the end, Abby said, starting off toward the cart. You'll see him again. Hava followed suit with Delilah. Looking around at those remaining, she noted that many of them appeared as astonished as she felt. As she moved forward with Delilah, they began to stir and mutter. This woman is as deceitful as the enemy, one of the men said, referring to Delilah. She ought to be put to death before she can cause any more damage. Before Hava could respond, a stocky young man addressed him. Let her be. She's nearly dead as it is. He walked over to Hava and introduced himself as Moses before walking with her, casting menacing glances at the remaining people as they shifted uncomfortably. Lily was still leaning on Abby, and another young man had joined them when Hava arrived at the cart with Delilah and Moses. They carefully laid Delilah down in it. There's room for you, Hava told Lily. Lily shook her head. I can walk. The new young man grasped her hand and pressed it to his lips, murmuring things Hava couldn't hear. I have to go get Zachary, Hava said to them. Stay here. We'll leave from my house when we get back. They all nodded. Hava walked toward Zachary, who hadn't moved in all of this. He didn't seem to notice her approaching. Zachary, she said, we need to get Delilah to safety. There are people who could take her life. I must go for Raphael, Zachary said. He's the only one who can heal her. She needs your protection, Zachary. I must go for Raphael, Zachary repeated. Suit yourself, Hava replied irritably. I'm taking her to my house where she'll be safer than if she stays in the open. Zachary didn't respond. Hava sighed and returned to the small group waiting at her cart. She couldn't risk waiting for Zachary to come to his senses. They would leave without him. Chapter 67 Lily had no idea who this stranger was or why they trusted her enough to follow her, though she supposed the fact that the old woman was willing to help Delilah was a token for good. Lily trudged along between Abby and Hezekiah, occasionally leaning on one or both of them for support. Moses and the old woman led the way, pulling Delilah in the cart. Deceiver soon accosted them on their journey, materializing in a black cloud of smoke and planting himself squarely in their path. Lily was not surprised that Deceiver showed up, although she had not necessarily been expecting it. When he appeared, she found herself numb and indifferent to his presence. Let us pass. Not so fast, Deceiver said. There's a fee. And what exactly is that? The old woman asked. One of yours for one of mine, Deceiver said, indicating Delilah. The woman scoffed. Not a chance, Deceiver shrugged. Then I'll destroy you all. Take me, Hezekiah said. Even as he volunteered, Lily knew it was not him Deceiver wanted. No. Deceiver had come to finish Lily. Deceiver pretended to consider Hezekiah's offer. I don't think so. That wouldn't be an even exchange, would it? He turned his gaze on Lily, and she felt nothing. No, Moses and Hezekiah said at the same time. It's fine, Lily said, unconvinced herself. I'll stay. 
Lil, Hezekiah started. Please, Hezekiah, Lily said. Go on with the others. Make sure they stay safe. Deceiver smirked triumphantly. Go, Lily shouted, struggling not to cry. I can take him. In that moment, she knew she could not and would not take him. But if she was going to sacrifice her life, she needed her loved ones to be safe. She expected they knew it too, because they gave her sad looks and Abby was crying. But they obeyed her. They had only gone a few paces, leaving Lily with Deceiver, when Hezekiah doubled back around. He boldly strode back to Lily and cupped her chin in his hand, kissing her lightly on the lips. I love you. A euphoria stole over her and she smiled. I love you too. Now go. Hezekiah jogged back to the group and Lily watched him go, feeling alert and peaceful. After her friends disappeared, Deceiver began circling Lily ominously. I'm going to destroy you. Lily laughed. You can't destroy me. I can't be destroyed. I belong to Raphael. D shook his head disbelievingly. You're about to find out how wrong you are. What are you going to do? Lily said. Take this body like you took my brother's? That's exactly what I'm going to do, Deceiver said. Don't you know that I have a life apart from this body? Lily said. Now I will separate you from your body in the most painful way possible, Deceiver said. Do it, Lily said, balling her hands into fists and bringing them up to her chest. She felt no fear. Chapter 68 Raphael! Zachary demanded, panicked. Where is Raphael? He frantically rushed through the camp. Most of the soldiers looked at him curiously, but didn't take his query seriously. Clearly, they didn't know who he was. Eventually, a small woman scurried past him, muttering to herself, eyes down. You, Zachary said, grabbing her arm. She started looking at him. Yes? Where can I find Raphael? Zachary asked. Tend at the end of this row, she said, waving vaguely behind her. King's Banner is out front. Can't miss it. Zachary continued on his way down the long row of tents. The tent at the end had a long line of soldiers in front of it, and the king's banner flew from a staff at the entrance. Zachary sighed impatiently. This could not wait. Excuse me, he said, pushing his way to the front. Excuse me, I need to get through to Raphael. Urgent business. He was met with a few sarcastic remarks, but he was able to cut through the line with little difficulty. He burst into the tent. Raphael sat at a table writing, and the minister stood behind him, murmuring. Both appeared trouble seeing, troubled seeing Zachary. Zachary, Raphael said, frowning slightly. Why are you here? It's my daughter, Zachary said. She's finally left the field, but she's badly wounded. I need you to come heal her. Where is Lily? Raphael asked. Raphael was missing the point. My daughter. Lily, Raphael said. Where is Lily? I left her at the field with Delilah, Zachary said. You left her by herself? Raphael questioned angrily. No, no, Zachary said hurriedly. Moses was there, and Hezekiah, and two other women. They were going to find somewhere safe for Delilah. Zachary could tell Raphael was furious because the minister was the one to respond. But you left her. You left her even though we entrusted her to your care. My daughter is going to be completely destroyed, Zachary said. Lily is going to face destruction now in her stead, Raphael said, his voice trembling. 
because she rescued Delilah from the enemy's clutches to safety, Lily is now Deceiver's foremost target, and you left her vulnerable. Zachary was taken aback by Raphael's anger and could not speak. What, Zachary? Better her than Delilah? Please, my lord, Zachary said, if my years of service have meant anything to you. This has nothing to do with your years of service, Zachary. Raphael cut him off sharply. This is about the suffering you've inflicted by placing your own desires, your own, above everything else. I'm doing this for my daughter, Zachary said. It has nothing to do with me. Raphael slammed his fist on the table in fury. Zachary was frightened. Perhaps he should not have contradicted Raphael. The minister stared sadly at Zachary. No, you're doing this because you don't want to experience the grief of having your daughter choose the wrong path. Don't you understand, Zachary? It doesn't matter what you sacrifice. It doesn't matter how great your efforts are. You can't change her path. She has to do that herself. The minister spoke truth, and Zachary knew it. Then everything I have done has been in vain, Zachary said, defeated. After all, it had been for Delilah. Of course that's not true, Raphael said. You've had a great impact in the kingdom, and we're delighted in you. One bad move does not translate into a bad life, the minister agreed. I'm sorry for leaving Lily, Zachary said. I'll go find her and make sure she's safe. We forgive you, Raphael replied, and I appreciate your willingness to look after her, but I want you to stay here with the minister. You're to help prepare our forces here for battle. I will, Zachary said. Where are you going? I'm going to gather the rest of our troops, Raphael said, and I'm going to visit Delilah. Zachary sighed, relieved. Thank you, but what about Lily? She's mine, isn't she? Raphael answered. I'll take care of her. Raphael stood and walked to the entrance of the tent. Zachary? Yes, your majesty, Zachary said. This is not the end, my friend. With that, he disappeared.